One. Pump and Pal does not disappoint. Either does Meta Platforms or Mickey D's. We got some good earnings to look at. RCL just breaking. Southwest Airlines, not so good. We got a lot to cover on pre-market prep. Coming to you live from downtown Detroit, this is Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep with your host, Joel Conan. This is a volatile puppy here, isn't it? And Dennis Dick. I've been the penny. I'd buy that stock for a penny. With everything you need to start your trading day. Not good morning, great morning to investors here on this Thursday. Up 30 and a half handles, 46, 25, 75. We can't go any higher today than 46, 37, 50. That was your April 21st, 22nd high. Just joking there. Uh, buck in the red by 19 cents, 10045. Bonds down a half a point at 125 and 23, 30 seconds. Crude working its way to towards 80, up 91 cents at 79.69. Gold up $47.70. Holy mackerel. I just noticed that. Uh, silver, what happened? Is there like a gold shortage? Help me out here. Uh, silver up 30 cents at 25.27. Bitcoin futures up $150 at 29,765. Let's bring in Triple D here, and boy, oh boy, the gold move. Every time I've had gold, Joel, I don't know Joel, how Joel, many... Joel, stop right now because the gold move is not existent. Where are you looking? What gold I am move? looking at the gold futures. Why am I seeing up 47.50? Is it's that not. a back? Yeah. We are What's... up 23 cents on gold. Well, on, what on is going on here with my trade here, I'm telling. That's why I was like, I got to stop. you something wrong with your quotes, man. <laughs> Look gold is this. not up 47. You can get all excited and you wanted to be bullish gold, but it didn't no. go. So you can still buy. You can still buy. <laughs> What's going on? You can still get it, man. I don't huh, know. I'm going to have to do a control R, man. Let me see here. This is all why right. I don't pay for futures quotes. <laughs> they're not right. <laughs> Where are they at? Where are they at? Oh, yeah. They're off by like uh, a good amount. <laughs> Holy macro. Whatever that is, like that 40, is wrong. Yeah, 40 handles or something like that. Yeah, I'd like to tell you gold's up $47, but. I would love to. It. I'd be selling it. Huh. <laughs> yeah. Well, I it, see, it won't I see be the gold, gold talk day. GLD. I just look at the GLD and that gives me a pretty good indicator and it's hardly moving. So, yeah, unfortunately, gold not up as much as you think it is. So continue <laughs> your opening now. I just had to correct you. But Meta, Meta, Meta's up. We're going to go to the Meta earnings. Yes, let's go to the Meta earnings. Let's talk a little Joel, bit about Joel Scare, that. Is Meta up or are my quotes wrong again? <laughs> <laughs> no, Meta's not up, Joel. Meta's actually down 29 points. So your quotes are wrong again. <laughs> well, I'll tell you guys this. Looks like Meta's mentions were counted again by my man Nick Brown on ai mentions of course meta said ai 59 times last night so uh 59 uh, times not as good as google's 80 or not as good as microsoft 65 but pretty close right they're Um, trying i wonder if prior to the conference if they're actually like you know the marketing department and the pumpers of the stocks are like okay this is the minimum amount of times you can say ai (laughs) so i wonder if they're all doing that in the calls like i mean there's a script right there's always a script uh, yeah the script as many stay to the script read the net light yeah every fourth word has to be ai or it's going to be an unsuccessful conference. I think that's where we're at here. All right. Meta Platforms Q2 EPS coming in at $2.98. Beats the $2.91 estimate. Sales of $32 billion beat the $31.12 billion estimate. They see Q2 revenues at $32 billion to $34.5 billion versus a $28.29 billion estimate. So also seeing Facebook daily active users up 5%, lowering CapEx guidance range from $30 billion to $33 billion to now $27 billion and $30 billion. Meta's CEO sees AI products in three categories, features for advertisers, 
AI agents on chat and internal company productivity tools on the conference call. You know, the craziest thing is that Meta was up 20 points last night. 20, it was up like 24 points last night when the market closed and the S&Ps were flat. I was like, how? I'm like, they're going to just knock everything down tomorrow or the S&Ps have got to play catch up here. I kept buying the SPY last night. It was down five points at one time, the S&P, Joel, when Meta was still up 20. I'm like, it's a big shock. And there was nothing else really majorly bad last night. Yeah, there was some small stuff. But I mean, I don't get why the S&P just would refused, refused to rally last night. And then he come in, you're like, why did I not just load up the whole world? Because with Meta up 20 points, you think that isn't going to drive up some other tech stocks? Probably is. And then Meta's up 29 now. So I'm mad at myself on the S&Ps that I was like, all night. And if you look at the quote of the S&P, Joel, you can see what I'm talking about. I see. I know. I know. I, I know exactly what you're talking about. It really didn't uh, it, until uh, until about 3 a.m. is really well. It, it started to move up. It moved up steady. But the three o'clock push, uh, I mean, a great report. I, I'm just looking at I'm just going to give one number on the monthlies here because it's popping out to me. And that's where we're trading. And that's 328. Uh, that was your high back on. February of 2022. So that's your target. You hold 328, look for 329, 330. But uh, that's my swing number there. I bet you, is this more than the expected move too, huh? This oh, God, it'd be. I don't yeah. think I would expect a 10-point move. Let's go look. That's a fun <laughs> exercise here. So just quickly going and looking. How we do that, folks, while I'm looking it up, as we look at the calls and the puts on this week's expiration, you can grab the strike that was closest. Let's call it the 300. We'll go grab the 300 options chain. Mm -hmm. We'll look at the expirations. And yeah, the puts and the calls together. That's how you get the expected move. So it was $12. Oh, it was big. $12.90 and 13. I'm kind of taking the middle of the bid ask, actually. So you could go like $12.75 and like 13. Let's call it $26, $27. Wow. Yeah. You got it. It was expected $27. Bucks. Man, that just shows you. It is tough to make money trading options. Like here you are. The expected move was 20. I would have guessed the expected move like 15. It was 27 bucks. That's a, oh, that was a big expected move. If I would have known that, I would have been selling that straddle. And you'd still be making stocks up 10%. You'd still be breaking even. Man, they had the juice popped into that one, eh? Yeah, and I think that, I mean, you, you got to be careful betting against these types of companies right now. These are the type of companies that are killing it. These are the type of companies that can mention any AI product at any time. Um, if you're a bear out there and you're trying to let's, knock these down, I mean, let's I, just I don't be know honest, what you're, Mitch. you're probably doing it wrong. Let's just be honest. It's not just these types of companies. It's every company. If yeah, you're trying to share anything market, in this man. bloody market, you are getting run over. I mean, I'm, you know, not been shorting by short some stocks. I stay market neutral. But I mean, in the long term portfolio, I don't short stocks. And I'm feeling it still. My count's still going up, but it's not going up as quickly because I got so much cash. I mean, imagine if you're short this market and you're actually losing when it's going up here. Like this market, like for the bears, and that's why Mike Wilson, you know, throwing in the towel yesterday, which we didn't talk about on the show. Oh, no, I didn't. He capitulated. He's been the biggest bear on the street. And he's, he's said, we got it wrong. Yeah. I mean, is that the sign that we're over, you know, now we're the last bear capitulates that? This is it. You know, you got the Tom Lee parade on CNBC five times a day. So, I mean, is this over? Like, or is this, you know, just going to continue to ramp? Because why not? I think so. But let's keep it going. Continuing and one ramping. Stock, one stock that's continuing to show that kind of move, right, is Royal Caribbean. Let's get to the action there. Oh Q2 adjusted EPS at a dollar eighty-two. Beat the dollar fifty-five estimate. Sales of three point five two billion. Beat the three point four one billion estimate in the earnings. Our brand continues to fire on all cylinders, resulting in record yields. Second quarter earnings significantly exceeding our expectation, stated by the CEO. Gross. A uh, cruise cost per available passenger cruise day increased 10.9%. And they expect a Q3 adjusted EPS of $3.38 to $3.48 on an estimate of $2.88. Oh. Oh. So this Let's is go. just the beat, beat, and the significant raise. 
I mean, Mitch, we had the inside scoop. You said you were on the cruise two, <laughs> months, two three months ago, and you said this place is busy. You know, feet on the ground, feet on the boat, whatever you want to call it. It was rocking and rolling here. Reading right from the press release just a little bit further, as a result of the accelerating demand environment for its vacation experience, the company is increasing its 2023 EPS by 33%. That's huge. It's a huge increase in EPS. And I mean, we know people are doing stuff. There is absolutely no doubt that people are paying to do stuff, except they don't go to Disney World. But besides that, people are doing stuff except for Disney World. So, I mean, you got to be thinking about this on all these earnings reports that are coming. Even the casinos, think about when those start oh, reporting. We maybe had a couple here. of them report already, but experiences. There, if you know, and this market again prices in nothing because it's dumb. It doesn't really price it in. So if you see the huge beat and the huge raise, it's going higher. We kind of all know RCL is probably doing really well. I don't know if anybody knew they were doing this well. So they're really killing it. This is RCL is now about twenty dollars from its old time high. Not incredible. One well, a little bit more than that. Twenty five, one thirty five, thirty two. Uh, the monthlies are not giving you much here. Uh, 122.10. I mean, I'll throw that out there, but that's the next monthly high. This is a volatile stock. I was just looking at the setup, and we were talking about this on the closing print. You know, it's these kind of where you had a huge ramp up, and then you have like the consolidation. Look how long it just hung out at like 101, 102, 103, just gaining momentum and now blasting through. So, I don't know what to expect to move on this one. 110.53 is your pre-market high. I guarantee you there'll be some dips in this. It's just, you know, when, when will <laughs> yeah, the when. sellers kind of, yeah. Played pretty good volume, so it's probably going to be able to open up at this elevated level. But The expected uh, move was $6.70. So it's a little uh, bit above that. But man, they really pricing. It's hard to make money buying options because you'd think it wouldn't have been that high. And here, you know, it's up eight bucks, so it's a little bit, but only a buck above the expected move. Again, it's hard to make money. I guess if you get the direction right, it's only half of that. But, you know, if you're buying straddles, maybe this is still the case to just be selling straddles. I had no idea that, the you know, the options, you know, that on these two anyways that we just looked at, and maybe it's just, you know, the two that we looked at. But holy cow, they're paying up for the premium on these options. Yeah, uh, CCL is getting a boost off this too. I just sure. want to uh, note yeah, that that's up 88 cents. That's a big move. Yeah. Uh, major resistance <laughs> overhead at this at the 1946 has been the high of the move. So we'll keep an eye. That's still a buck away. NCLH is getting a boost here now over $20 up 98 cents. You do have some potential resistance in this 22 uh, just under 22 was a high, and then nice triple top. If you see this at 22.50, uh, take a note there for the airlines. Or not airlines, well, cruise lines. Well, it, it isn't all great out there, right? There are some stocks going down. So let's no, go ahead. No, let's, no, let's not talk about let, let, Let's stick with We only want to stick. We're only going to talk yeah. today stocks going higher. Yeah. This is going to be the full <laughs> bull show. Courtesy of Tom Lee, we're only talking bullish now. Just bulls. Bears, no. Just bulls. Okay, Let's go. so uh, we'll do a comparison here. We'll do a comparison. We'll do Mickey D's to Chipotle. Um, so Mickey D's killing it, continuing the upside. Chipotle, Chipotle uh, exists today. It, it got flushed. It got flushed. Uh, so <laughs> Chipotle got flushed. McDonald's continuing the lift. Why is McDonald's continuing the lift? Global sales. Comparable sales up 11.7%. Chipotle, comparable restaurant sales growth in the low to mid single digit range. That definitely affecting the stock. But uh, looks like we know what's best to breed. McDonald's. It just, but, just doesn't go down. But this McDonald's comps are nothing short of incredible here. Um, just give you those comps. They were global comps were up 11.7%. How is that possible? How the hell, as big as McDonald's is, can they get comps up 11.7%? I got an idea why, though. Because my mom went and we picked up, she picked up, <laughs> uh, she, they came over and they brought three orders of large French fries. Do you know how much in Canada three large French fries are? McDonald's, take a guess. At least 40 bucks. 
15 How, bucks, what? five bucks a piece. It was $17.70 for three large fries. They're over $5 a piece. I'm like, you got to just go the combos, I guess. You can't just order just French fries. How is that possible? How that? What world are we in where McDonald's large fry is $5.50? So global comps are up because they've jacked the prices up so much, and people are still paying it. So we may have beat inflation everywhere else, but we did not beat it at McDonald's. McDonald's did not get the memo because there was no way two years ago we were paying even close to $5.50 in Canada for a large French fry. That is absolutely ridiculous. I don't know. Nobody's boycotting it, though. The lineups are still around. So if you can charge it, why not charge it? But this is why McDonald's comps are up 11.7% because they jack the price on everything. Uh, great level, too, if you were playing this on the upside. Uh, not only the dailies, but the monthlies, just confirming this $300 area. You topped out there, oh, man, how many months in a row? Uh, three out of the last four months, you take 300 right on the kisser uh, this morning, and you've backed off. I think you're going to have uh, problems even opening maybe over like 298 here. Uh, but man, 300 above 300, that's just a big move for Mickey D's and now uh, settling a little bit. I don't know if you're going to get the numbers crazy impressive, though, Joel. I mean, I those are scary comp numbers. But if you dig in, like I haven't dug into anything, I just saw the headline global comps. But right away, I'm thinking, holy, that's probably just price inflation running rampant there because the sales are going to the, the global the sales go up when the prices go up. So, you know, I'd like to see how many how much the customer base. Like, it'd be cool if they had a number. Well, we had this many more tickets. I don't know if they have that information. So I don't think it's like 11% more people shopping at McDonald's. I honestly think they just jacked the prices 11%. A lot of it, a lot of that global comps up is going to be because the prices are a hell of a lot higher than it used to be. All right, Crazy, let's though. go. Great number. Let's keep it going. Let's move on over to Mattel. And the Barbie story, right? Well, it's not raising too much here, oh. but we'll take a look at what happened here. Q2 EPS at 10 cents beat the loss of two cent estimate. Sales of 1.9 billion beat the 984.72 million estimate. They did say that the Barbie movie is a showcase, of course, uh, for their IP. We'll see how this continues. Fiscal year outlook for EPS at $1.10 to $1.20 versus $1.16 estimate. And that was some interesting action right when it reported. Oh, this number. Look at the 22 here. That's where all the Barbie sellers were ahead of the movie coming out. Three highs right at that area, 2207, 2215. Where does it go to on the print? 2214. Then they stuff it. I also got a good number for you on the downside. If you want the Barbie rally to continue, you got a quad of lows at 2070. So you hold 2070. Barbie is still in full control of the bull market. You break yeah, through that 2070. There's some downside. Those That 22, you had to be out there. Dennis, did, uh, did you get some uh, other price I, action in the Barbie? No, I have not seen the Barbie movie yet either. I'm going to probably on, take Dennis. my daughter. I know. I've just been busy. I'm trying to get build a shop and trade stocks and do everything else that I do. <laughs> um, but Mattel, one thing I will say is this quarter that we just got from Mattel, it will have none of that Barbie in it. So DA exactly. Davidson analyst here, Linda Weiser, talked with Ben Zinga, just giving commentary. Um, some highlights from her. Um, she still bullish the stock. Uh, reason being, she says in her, her words, agree. her words from speaking with Ben Zinga, Barbie toys related to the movie are flying off retail shelves and selling out. So she's bullish going forward here for that reason that, Hey, none of this is priced in. So she's got the buy. She raised her price target from 23 to 25 and staying bullish here because she's saying going forward in this next quarter, you're going to see the benefit of this Barbie movie. And I think she could be right. So there's a sneaky trade here. I, I like Joel's number 2070 and you're like, oh, disappointed earnings. Barbie story's over. Maybe. But if some people are still speculating that, hey, there may be a lot it's of you know, more noise it's, happening going yeah. forward, you could see this dip get bought. So I, I know that's run up. You know, maybe we want to wait. I think today is a very important day for it. So I'm going to go with Joel's number. If 2070 can hold, maybe the buy of the dippers come in here just speculating that maybe better times are ahead for Mattel. 
Um, also, I mean, there's also the effect. Uh, what stock got uh, uh, Uber got a big jump? Also, remember when they uh, did a deal with somebody? Who was it? I was just saying that it. It. Well, the point I want to make is exactly what that analyst said. That's a great point. Like another quarter is you're going to see the box uh, box office receipts, and then you're going to see um, all the toys. So you got to you got to look at the, the delayed effect here. So uh, yeah. nice move so far. One thing, and, uh, one thing I'd keep an eye out for is marketing costs, though. We haven't heard about the marketing costs for this movie, and I think that they uh, went a little bit extreme in the marketing. Let's just say hmm. that much. I think, though, um, the word of mouth, I mean, there's, I mean, it's so out there. I mean, I'm sure they're having to spend some money on the advertising to get it out there. But, I mean, right. I mean, this is just, they just hit it right. About this yeah. Movie still. And I don't think the buzz is going away anytime soon. That's why I'd be scared to just short this and saying all the story's over. Kind of. But at the same time, I feel like this dip might get bought. All right, let's keep going. Let's go to Lamb Research R L R C X as they gave their Q4 adjusted EPS at five dollars ninety eight cents, beat the five dollars and seven cent estimate. Sales of three point two one billion beat the three point one three billion estimate. They are seeing the lift and affecting different semiconductor stocks out there. What are you guys seeing? New twenty twenty three high. The all-time highs back in 2022, which was up in 730. So you're a little ways away from that yet. But, you know, it's impressive quarter. It's been up all night. It's driving some of the applied materials, which is direct peer, is up 3% in sympathy here. And then you've seen a lot of other ones up here too. I mean, Micron, you were saying too, which we could talk about, Money Mitch, is having a day. I'm still long Micron, the long-term portfolio. Um, Samsung News helping Micron maybe as well. Uh, but it's having a day here too. But you're seeing the chips very strong today. I got nothing for you on this LRCX. I mean, it's on eleven thousand shares, up twenty-five and a half bucks. Just keep eye on your pre-market high and use that. I, I don't know if it'll ever come down and fill the gap at six forty-eight thirty-four. But if if you are so inclined to sell this today, I'd just use like your half and whole numbers and stagger your size going up the higher you go see if you get lifting on it if not you might have to sell on strength but uh lrcx having a nice move all i gotta say is what chip restrictions because this stock doesn't show any chip restrictions out there man the stocks are it's going a bull again. market man uh, let's go to is. honeywell let's go to honeywell i mean let's talk here. the micron trade just briefly yeah, before you go on here i mean you're yeah. you you bought it recently here too money mitch correct mm -hmm. Yes, yeah, I mean, we're buying dips. on Friday. Um, yeah. I could see that volume pop, right? And on Friday, I saw that volume pop and I said, All right, on Monday, as long as we could hold 65, we're going to look a lot better, right? So it, on Tuesday, it looked, it looked like I wanted to go. Mm -hmm. On Monday, I saw it hold 65. On Tuesday, I see it hold 65 again. And towards the late end of the day, I'm like, Google coming out tonight, Microsoft coming out tonight. If they just don't destroy, get destroyed, I think in the long run, Micron can get the lift. And it felt to me like a good four-star level there. What are you seeing, Joel? Just, uh, just, what? Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go, I was going to say, just buying dips on companies that you think are still, you know, firing on all cylinders here. I mean, exactly. Micron, they kind of talked about, you know, being at the bottom of the cycle. So if that cycle starts to improve, starts to go here as well. And just buying, you know, storied tech stocks on dips. I mean... It was up at 75. I struck early at 65 and it actually popped up after. And then obviously I took some heat on it, but I stuck in a long-term portfolio. And you know what? Dip buying is just getting rewarded. We're back to that market here where you're blindly buying dips. Majority of these stocks are coming back. So that's what a bull market is all about. When you're buying dips in a bull market, eventually you're usually we were rewarded and we're still in a bull market. Uh, 7050 is an exact pair of highs going back to uh, June and July. And then you got a gap up to 72. So uh, the gap uh, would be filled. Actually, it's a little bit lower than that. It's 7158. Uh, but uh, up three bucks, that's probably above its average daily move. So it holds that off the open. Look for a gap fill. Just under 72, S&P's just moseying their way higher they ahead are. of uh, GDP coming out in just a few minutes. Not a big, not a big mover, but um, probably come out. It can good. be. Yeah, we'll see. 
this I is just an everything rally to here today, for, too, folks. Sorry, we're, we're in an everything rally here because we got Meta that started this last night. It's now up 10%, which is a big number. When you see that, stand, it stands out like a sore thumb when you get to that double digits up. But every tech stock is green. The banks are green here, too, today. So, I mean, yep. a lot of times what you see is when tech is rallying, they'll sell off something else. But that is not the case. We know the cruise lines are flying. Boeing is flying, too. Catches an upgrade after flying yesterday, which we got this one absolutely correct saying like i wouldn't fade this thing and it continued up another 10 bucks well it's not up another three dollars because you got bank of america upgrading it to buy here this morning i mean it's just strength across the board costco's even trading higher i mean usually you see some weakness and some staples and that might change and you might actually see that but oil is up banks are up cats and dogs living in harmony here i mean this is just the market we're in this is a full bull day it's pulled up right now there's one stock already moving that I'm going to keep an eye on is Intel reports after the bell today, right? Started to get the lift. We'll see if even that could get the move. Um, but we'll definitely be watching here, guys, in four minutes as we get those numbers. So stick around. We'll definitely in talk a little bit about that. Interesting from Rosenblatt here on Intel, and they do not like Intel. So they reiterate their sell rating on Intel and they maintain their $17 price target. So they've definitely been wrong about this one. But yeah, they came wrong. up this morning and said that, you know, this is just not the place to be. So they are very bearish Intel. Market not listening at all, not even seeming to care because Intel is trading up 1.3% ahead of its earnings report here tonight. So let's, you know, see tonight. I'm Full disclosure, I'm still not back on my Intel um i thought about it and i just didn't get back in because i you know i got called away when the stock uh, ex options expire at the end of june i thought about rebuying it but then you know you think about it and you're like yeah i want to be an intel i don't know joel you still have it don't you yeah yeah and it's uh still never sells He's yeah like never sells I, I keep it's in around up 47 cents if this thing can push through 35 with some momentum here it's wild. That wild day. I can't remember why we had that run to 37, but probably some papers stacked up at 35 here. Uh, nice move. And uh, we'll see if we can get a 35 bid. Uh, 827 here. You want to go with uh, uh, one more, Mitch, before uh, we preview the GDP number? Uh, we could just maybe just answer Pablo's question. He wanted to ask about AMD. Oh, this AMD. So, I just looked at it. I mean, tons of support here. I mean, yeah, 110 got, stands out. Yeah. Right? Yeah, well, even underneath, I mean, I'm looking at, you know, if you're looking at a swing trade, this 107 and a half, I remember it, it was down one day at that area and we talked about it, never even opened up. So if you want to risk three, four bucks, uh, you know, maybe work your entry a little bit uh, better today, you got a great level. You just kind of got to set it and forget it. Uh, it's not really, um, uh, it's up a buck 47 today. It, it so hasn't a, been performing well for us. I, I know. Month. We had the we had too big of a run in May and June. Like we, we were all over that run, obviously, and I'm still long AMD. But I mean, it just went up 50% in a month. So it was huge. And it's had trouble digesting that move. So, and then the recent NVIDIA up, it hasn't really participated. So it has had, you know, it hasn't looked great. It's been a laggard. It definitely has been a laggard. It wasn't a laggard in May and June, but definitely been a laggard in July. So I'm still long it. I stuck it in the long-term account because I do believe in Lisa Sue. I do believe they're going to be a big part of AI as well. Um, Valuation still not cheap. You know, down at 90, it was 29 times earnings. It was up at 130. It was getting 44, 45 times on forward earnings. That's a little bit stretched. Um, and, Watch you know, out, Dennis. It, We're at 829 yeah, here. Anyway, so seconds. we'll get off that one. But I'm still long, but the chart doesn't look great. So wide. here he goes. I'll bring up Benzinga Pro to go ahead and give the outlook here. We're going to look to see what happens with GDP sales, gross domestic product price index. Um, we'll be taking a watch also on initial jobless claims expected to come in at 235,000 prior 228,000. And we'll, the big thing for me is just kind of keeping watch on that GDP outlook because I think that's where we really could turn us around and be uh, where you see the recession talk come back in. So let's see what happens right now as we get the number. And we'll, of course, watch the price action, how we look in the head recession talk would be good because then they'll start talking about lower rates. So, I mean, this is, a, you know, the Goldilocks environment. If it's hot, that means everything's just firing. Uh, we're at yeah. 28 and a quarter. That's our pre-market high up 31.75. Uh, we have exceeded. We have matched our average daily range here. So uh, next daily level, 37.50 on the upside. 
Uh, we're just jumping here. Not a big, no real algo jumpers coming out yet. No. You got to see some bids in the market. Breaking news. Uh, All right. A little bit of a decline. Huh, we're going nowhere. Jobless what claims got, coming in here. Initial jobless claims at 221,000 versus a 235,000 estimate prior being 228,000. So a little bit light on the initial jobless claims. U.S. GDP for the quarter over quarter Q2 coming in at 2.4 versus 1.8 estimate. So oh, showing man, that the economy is staying strong. And, yeah, uh, you can't break this bull right now. I'll tell you that no, much. You cannot. And they're into this too because the Fed. And let's just take this back to Fed speak yesterday too, because some commentary coming from Jerome Powell was they may not even go the next interest rate hike here, Joel. I think that you know, like I was actually surprised the market didn't really rally. You know, from his press conference when he was talking, he. He has said, we're going to be data dependent going forward here. So he didn't even promise a September raise. I thought he'd be like, well, we're going to go in September and then, you know, we'll look at it after that. So we could be done right now. I mean, he, he also he, played he the left coin, that though. open. He also played the coin that uh, they could be holding rates there until 2025. Yes. True. So, like, you oh, play so both yeah, sides good of the news coin I, there, I, you know? I, 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 I just well, remember, think... we're doing the bullish show here, Mitch. You're yeah, not yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry about You're that. You're only Mitch. saying goods. It's the bull show. The Tom Lee. We dedicated the show to Tom Lee. We're only talking bullish here today. <laughs> so we don't need to mention about, oh, yeah, they might keep rates up for the next two years. But that nice little trend. Nothing wrong with that. 2024 is supposed to be going straight down. He's like, I don't know if we're going to do that trend. But we ignore that part because we're in bull mode. We're in Tom Lee mode. Yes, yes. Uh, a, a full exuberance, <laughs> as as we like to mention a lot of the times. And uh, I think we're going to continue to see this lift the tide, right? All boats can rise with a with a market like this. And I think that that's where they you got to be careful. You see it out there. Let's keep They're going. Rising. Let's go to an interesting one. Um, all right. I know it's the bull show, but we got to take a look at some of these. Uh, let's no. go to South. No, Southwest Mitch Airlines, man, fired. it did a landing. Come fired. on, guys, come on. <laughs> the airline that every airline, is the one that doesn't on get the love, and you find the one airline that disappointed and missed earnings. LUV, they used to be best of breed. Are they worst of breed now? Here, let's be man, honest. It, it, Southwest it's, becoming worst of breed. It's crazy, but I, I think that you're starting to see. Yeah, maybe they still have customer service, but we know how that got hit. Also, because of what happened, the brand is slowly kind of getting hit here. And I think that they really need to jump mm. on it to try to catch it back up to what it used to be. Southwest Airlines Q2 adjusted EPS at $1.09, missing the $1.10 estimate sales at 7.04, beat the $6.98 billion estimate. While business revenues continue to recover, they're not back to pre-pandemic levels. Therefore, we are revamping our 24 flight schedules to reflect post-pandemic changes to customer travel patterns. Okay, I'm bringing the bull back here, Joel, because the dip is already starting we to get bought, bought here in LUV. 3352, 3385, 34, all kinds of support there back in June. Triple bottom at 3390. Where are we bouncing right in that level here? I yeah. think the buyers come in and emerge in LUV, even though the quarter wasn't great. Oh, yeah, they, they've, been, they've been working through their problems, you know, that they had. I mean, when they shut down, uh, there we go, 4630 just printed in uh, the S&Ps. There was like no flinch on the downside, even on that number. Uh, but Dennis, Dennis took away the technicals on that one, 3353, 3352, your June 23rd low. Uh, you dipped to 3360 in the pre-market. If you want to target on the upside here, don't think you might not see the lower end of yesterday's range at 3538 if you want to play it from a gap fill perspective. And you know what was interesting too? Even with Microsoft, as much as it was down, we talked about the bottom of the previous day's range. Well, it only missed it by 40 cents. So when you get a when you get a gap down, a lot of times you do sneak into the back of the, you know, the, the previous day's range. S&Ps now, they're going to hit that 37.50 number. There's a relentless bid here, 46.32, continuing to make new highs on the pre-market session. They are in bull mode. All right. Continuing on our merry earnings parade here. We're going to go grab Christian right now. Yeah, I was going to go to Christian. Yeah, because uh, okay. to tell you the truth, uh, the, the rest of the earnings, there, there's some 
kind of downside action. We don't need to talk about no, that. We, don't we, got... talk that. We, we have to inform Christian that we can only talk bullish here too. So yes, yes. Let's get to the action. You guys know it. Christian from Hertz joining us. Hit the like button. Let's get it started. Good morning, guys. Ah, good morning, Christian. How you doing today? I'm sure you've been listening in here. And uh, boy, oh boy, I mean, we talked about the Fed meeting on Monday. We talked about the follow-through. What do you do when there's no resistance in sight? Do you just make something up or do you uh, you know, buy stocks? Bar, bar, uh, the daily ranges, what, what are you looking at today? Well, um, yeah, I mean, r really an interesting tone from you guys really bulled up this morning. That's interesting. I don't know. Well, I, I have a, I have an indicator over here. So I'm, I'm making a, a note here that these guys are all bullish. So I don't know. <laughs> if that's, we know, dedicated know. this show to Tom Lee because he was on CNBC 32 times yesterday. And they were tooting his horn all over the place. So the show is dedicated to Tom Lee. So we hey, had he was on Cobalt. Benzinga just. So I'm telling this everybody, week. don't worry, we'll be bearish again tomorrow. But we are biasing the show <laughs> just for Tom Lee because he has been absolutely correct this year. Ignore his stuff from last year or the previous year, but he's been absolutely correct this year. So we're dedicating to him. So we're in full bull mode here right now. Well, so yeah, we're just and talking I'm... for for fun. We're just talking on the bullish side. Although well, we've been waiting a little for bit of bear in us. Well, I've been waiting for the Dow to be up 13 days in a row before I could get bullish too. So. <laughs> 13 <laughs> days in a row. What? Okay, so seriously here, we'll let you go That's either way. Lucky we'll let 13. you go bullish or bearish. But we have run a long ways here, like on yeah, some yeah. stocks, not all stocks, but on some stocks here. Are we full on? Like, what do you think of first? You know, what do you think of Fed speak yesterday? Powell, you know, kind of both speaking both sides, you know, that. Hey, we're going to be data dependent. We may not go in September, but we may not lower any time here soon, too. What was your thoughts on the Fed? And then what's your thoughts on going forward in this bull market? Yeah, uh, well, when I spoke to uh, Joel earlier in the week, I, I think, you know, we knew that we were going to have a very big week of both earnings and Fed. And um, I think we both agreed that um, that the Fed, you know, I, I think it kind of um, they weren't going to go out on a limb. You know, the, it was priced in that they were going to do the 25 basis points in terms of what Fed fund futures were pricing. And really, they don't I, I mean, they're going to continue to say these words like data dependent and so forth. They just don't want to go out on a limb. Um, I was listening to um, the old vice chair uh, uh, Clarita this morning too. And, you know, they want to just maintain that, that status that they're going to wait and see. And the other thing too, is that we don't have another Fed meeting till uh, September 20th. I mean, that's almost two months away. So Ooh. it just kind of puts that whole, you know, the Fed on the back burner for now, they're going to, you know, they're going to um, do what they do and watch and we'll get a, a you know a number of inflation reports before that happens but i think you got, you have to turn over to what's going on in in earnings reports and um you know there's some bad ones in there that you, you guys are going over this morning and there's a there's a chipotle out there and a netflix last week and tesla last week which they kind of set the bar a little bit low but then you've got things like like boeing which you know i i wanted to talk a little bit about which i think is a huge breakout it's been going sideways for a number of months so you've got, you know, various different stories in different sectors. So, you know, it's not just all tech. It's, um, you know, as Mitch has been talking about, you know, the industrials have been really strong. Um, GE had a really nice quarter. So yeah. there's these stories that you go around in different sectors. And it's, it's yeah, I mean, it's tough to not like what's going on when you see this participation that's also happening in the small caps, too. And, yeah, the you know, now the Dow stocks have been have gotten going for 13 years days in a row and broke out of that inverted head and shoulders that a lot of people were talking about. So, yeah, I mean, for, for now, I, I think things are great. Um, we do have to kind of look a little bit towards August and September, which are a little bit more seasonally weaker. But for now, uh, you know, without any major, um, you know, sell signals, technically, you know, you do what you can in this market and you try to grind it out and, and make money and participate in some of these other areas, not just tech, software and growth. And there's, you know, there's various opportunities and other spaces, which I like that type of a market, I, of course, you know, and I think most people do. I like when it's not just one group that's participating, when there's multiple groups going on. Do you chase a stock like Meta or do you buy dips on other stocks here? How does Christian Fromm Hertz trade this? Because, I mean, if you're chasing Meta here today, you're doing pretty well because it's like 315 last night, 320, 328. 
it's continuing. Are you you are you looking at you know other sectors maybe like looking at you know stronger sectors maybe the stocks are dipping? I mean we've had Netflix pull back significantly from the highs. Are you interested right. in something like that or are you just staying right on the momentum trade and buying strength? Um, a, a little bit of both. I mean, I'm actually looking. Meta is kind of tough because you know that that's a big move. Um, and you look at the chart, and and it's been in this trend for a while, and we have seen some bullish option activity in in that name, like positioning for a while. So I think you know little dips, and I don't know if you're going to get a big dip in this name at this point. But but even something like Google. Um, you know, if you look at Google, you know, which reported uh yes um. Yeah, last night or yeah, two nights ago. Two nights ago, <clears throat> this still I think has some upside to go. I mean, I, I was just I just actually tweeted out, um, you know, one of my reports in the morning, and uh, you know, one twenty five I think is a level to kind of trade against, um, because it hasn't really broken out of its yearly value area yet. So there's things like that, and and with anything, as long as you have a support level, and it's whether you're buying a dip or whether you're playing some momentum, as long as you've got a stop price and, and a nice um, level to trade against, um, that's that's basically what I, I look at. And I'll look at names, you know, one of my favorite setups is just seeing names and uptrends and, you know, that methodically kind of pull back to their 20 day moving average and then, um, you know, move, start to, um, to uh, you know, hold that uh, support and, and start to, you know, trade higher. All right. Now, one thing I wanted to ask you, Christian, is you always catch names that maybe some are just not watching, right? And I think that that's one of the things that I think is very important. And I, I love that about you, right? Because to tell you the truth, I, I catch these names all the time. You've been uh, one of those guys that have been talking about uh, SMCI since the very beginning, right? And I think that th these are the type of stocks that sometimes we just missed as investors, as traders, because we're you know focused on NVIDIA and AMD. But I mean, these are the ones that have really been sticking with the trend. So right. what have you been finding underneath the hood, Christian, that maybe we haven't heard about? Yeah. Uh, well, thank you very much, by the way. Yeah, that SMCI was just one of those names that, um, you know, was a cheap name and, and it was doing really well last year when a lot of stocks weren't. So that kind of stood out like a sore thumb last year. And that was even before the whole uh, AI craze that that name was showing, you know, really nice strength. And um, and then it was just like a, you know, a catapult in momentum, you know, once the the AI theme came out. But I'm actually watching, one group that I'm watching is medical devices. Um, this is the IHI ETF. Again, it's kind of been dormant um, for, you know, the better part of huh. basically a year. Um, so this is IHI and, and it's starting to break higher. Uh, we just saw some big positioning yesterday in, uh, in Medtronic, um, MDT, which again is, is not a name that you probably, you know, are looking right now in this, um, you know, with, with all the earnings reports coming out, but, you know, heavy option positioning and um, I kind of use option, you know, um, option flow a little bit different than everybody else. You know, when I see something on the tape, um, I kind of plug it into my system and, and look at the technicals and say, you know, hey, does, you know, do I kind of see what they're, what they're thinking in terms of, uh, because again, I, you, know, you never know what an option buyer is thinking, but if I can kind of say, hey, the technical setup looks pretty good in an MDT, um, then, um, you know, then I take the trade and, and I got long MDT yesterday. What about, I can't stop thinking about this stock. I saw the earnings report when I was uh, out last week and I remember talk to Chuck and I know you had some June calls in that, the June 60 <laughs> yeah, calls. Yep, yep. And I was really, uh, uh, you know, really pulling for you. Finally broke out above 55. Did you, did you stick with, I was hoping you stuck with that one because that was, that was a great call as well. And I just want to uh, lead that into the financials. I mean, you know, yep. is this is where you go? I mean, financials are boring, but man, if we're going to do a catch up trade, what about the financials? Yeah, the, I mean, the financials are so first of all, I, I don't have that trade on anymore okay. uh, for Charles Schwab. It did. I had, you know, I took a shot on it. And that's how basically um, for, the, for the most part, I'm a trend trader. So I stick to uptrends. But every once in a while, if I'm, if I'm going to participate something in something that's in a downtrend that I think could kind of mean revert, um, just as these financials are doing, you know, I'll pick an option. And um, unfortunately, that expired in June. And that's sometimes the case with options is that you just don't go mm -hmm. far out far enough, even though I, I held that option for like two months. But um, regardless, you, you know, it's nice to see 
um, you know, one of the the most troubled areas of the markets, you know, really kind of gain a footing and push higher. I, you know, I know that you guys have talked about JP Morgan as kind of the way, and that's the, you know, a name that you want to mm-hmm. um, participate in. And, and that's how I kind of think too. I mean, I think it's the leader in the space. They just announced that they're buying um, somebody's, you know, loan book yesterday and they just get, they seem to get preferential treatment. Bigger, yep. um, so I think that's a great way to play it. Um, another name that I'm long right now is BlackRock. Um, that's another, I think, a leader within the group. It's not, it's not one that gets that much attention, but um, you know, they're they're the biggest asset manager, I believe, in in ETFs, which are which are still a thing these days. So um, <laughs> that's that's one. So I I like going after leaders, especially in a group that has not been showing obviously the leadership this uh, this past year. All right, let's go to China stocks. As I was looking at this on Monday, as of course there was rumors that uh, we could get some mentions of some economical uh, support, some fiscal support. Looks like we are seeing these stocks really start to lift. What are you thinking about this play, Christian Fromhertz? Does the China stocks have some legs here? I, you know, I think it's possible. Um, it's been such a tough play, and I like easy trades. I know that you guys talk about that quite a bit. I, I'll take easy trades all day long, base hits, some doubles. Um, you know, even with this market, you know, doing what it's doing, um, this, China has been such a tougher trade. So when I when I see something that's been um, more difficult. Um, I generally take, uh, if I'm going to participate, I'm going to p- participate in a smaller size, but yeah, I think, you know, Boeing is not a bad setup, uh, not Boeing. Um, <laughs> sorry, I have Bo. I want to go over the Boeing Baba. chart with you guys, Baba. but, but Baba, yeah. <laughs> uh, but Alibaba does not look bad. It's, you know, it's starting to move. I, I think also the way that you trade these names might be a little bit different than how you trade some of the U.S. names. For example, just taking profits into when some of these names are up two or three percent. Sometimes that happens in the morning if if China's up overnight. You know, so just be really strategic with um, you, you know, with taking profits. Um, you know, the auto group is really interesting. I've been long this LI Auto. Uh, again, it's been one of the names that have been has been showing something a little bit. Um, wow. More, yeah, more different than the rest of the China group, um, even though it, it hasn't gone crazy as this XPEV. Um, and I think NEO is not a bad, like if you want to take a shot at $11 or what is this thing, $13, I think NEO is not a bad thing to trade, you know, and you could basically use the 200-day moving average, you know, down a couple bucks as your stop. But, you know, if you want to take a flyer on, on, on something, $13 doesn't seem like um, bad risk to reward, considering it is now it is now regained its 200-day moving average, which is important in my trading. All right, let's keep going, guys. Let's start wrapping it up here. We'll wrap it up with Christian Fromhertz. The only last question I have for you, Christian, is will this bull ever get broken? It just seems like, man, we can't stop. And of course, this has all really come off the AI bubble, but um, man, are, are, are we just well, in the Goldilocks environment here? Well, it's just spread to everything too here, Christian. I mean, we, we where we started and the reason that we kind of turned bullish on this show about two months ago was not so much, you know, the big seven, the tech stocks were driving. But when it, we talked about this back in early June, it was an IWM started to lift. It was like when everything else started to show light. It's like, okay, now it's officially time to throw in the bear towel because we're this rally is broadening God. out. And when that's when, you know, I started like, okay, I got to start buying some stocks here because I was in the full bear camp, you know, back to April, May, stay in the bear camp way too long. And once we started to see it broaden out, that's when I'm like, okay, now's the time to get off the bear train. And obviously Mike Wilson too much, two months too late here. I mean, it, I, I find it strong. If you're getting bullish now though, like it's, everything's gone so far, like June was fine, but now you're like, you know, you're up, you know, another 12% from where the IWM was. It's broadened out a lot. What is the crystal ball for the last five months of 2023? <laughs> I'm going to ask you. Yep. I, I mean, I just think, you know, con- continuing to um, go after names that are just starting to kind of break out. Um, names that are trending have some type of a position in them and and sell a little bit when, when they rip and just have the ability to kind of, uh, you know, have that dry powder. 
when names kind of pull back a little bit because you did get this little pullback in tech over the last week or so true and in growth names so i, I think you're going to see that I, I again i don't have a you know I, my crystal ball is foggy right now but ah. I, th- I think in august you're going to get a chance at some point to maybe you know where volatility will creep up i don't know what will do that but i think it's important to have that dried powder in a in a weaker seasonal month and then kind of think about the rest of the year that you know then seasonality will kick strong you know in strong so i I think that's important but uh i mean you have to show the chart before i before i jump off here you have to show the chart of boeing like i think boeing is a a great opportunity here because boeing has gone sideways for all of um you know, if you look at the weekly chart there or even the daily chart, but it's gone sideways for all of 2023. So it is now broken out. And I think this is a great opportunity in, in Boeing. And it's been a frustrating stock for over the last tough. Yeah, 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 been, been bad. Yeah. And, and that's what happens. Like I've been in this a couple of times and I've gotten shaken out, but you kind of have to you know, forget about that and say, OK, now where is the stock going to and is it starting to do something different? So um, I, I, this morning, as you know, as of yesterday and, and today, I'm bullish Boeing. I, I mean, and Christian here, it's analysts moving stocks here, too. So this pulled back a buck last night. I bought it last night on the pullback it was down a dollar fifty. And I'm like, there's probably somebody going to upgrade this thing tomorrow. <laughs> like because it moved i honestly bought right. it last night for the simple reason that i thought somebody might upgrade it and right. boom there it is and, and, and i made four and a half bucks off of that buy last night because i've sold it already i sold it before i started the show and i mean this is just where we're at analyst chase price it's what keeps trends going yes. you know like it, it's like if all the analysts were all contrarians trends would trend trading would be tougher but they help you christian because those analysts, you know, once he starts breaking out or once it starts going, they pile on and that keeps the trend going. So, I mean, a lot of times, you know, this trend trading that, you know, you're very good at is successful because you've got a, not only a lot of other people doing, you've got analysts speaking it too. Well, yeah, that's that's kind of the uh, the the tinder, and you know, it is it is a little bit about playing the game. I mean, these like I don't think uh, Bank of America, who upgraded the stock this morning, like they've been bearish this stock. So these uh, these analysts, one by one, are going to have to buy into that, and and that does provide uh, you know a tailwind to, uh, to uh, look at that a tailwind to uh, you know to the stock and, and to Boeing this morning. Christian Fromhertz, founder and CEO of the Tribeca Trade Group, a great follow on Twitter, always giving out good information. Christian, always great to have you on the show. We'll be dialing you up again real soon. Always a pleasure. Thanks, guys. Have a great day. All right. Like always, let's get back to the markets. Always good to have Christian Fromhertz on. How are we looking, Joel, right now? We're just, uh, we hit 46.34.50. In my laziness, uh, the highest number I put here was 46.37.50. So that's what I'll I'll be holding out for uh, a target on the upside on a decline. I mean, I'm I mean, mid-range on the session is so much, uh, you know, so much lower. My, uh, after seeing where the S&Ps were this morning at 46.20, I was like, okay, let's pull back to that old trio of highs of 46.10. No can't do on that. We are 20, almost 22 handles above that. Dennis, you seen a lot of, a lot of imbalances out there? No, very quiet and imbalanced land here, which has been typical here, but we are seeing again, this is a broad based rally here today. This is not just driven by meta. I think meta started the car and started the party going last night, but now it's full speed ahead. And you know, like I said, you you rarely come in in the last few months and see tech stock up this much and then banks and oil stocks and you know value stocks all trading significantly higher as well. I mean the spy is up 0.8%, the IWM's up 0.93. There's no meta in there. I mean that's yeah. broad based. So, okay. you know, we can see this morning here that it's a broad based rally. Now, does that mean, you know, like you know, I get on board and run and chase. Maybe, maybe not. It's hard. Like no crystal ball here, like Christian said. But if you're bearish, you've got to be concerned that, you know, we didn't see the typical rotation. Like what we've been seeing lately is tech starts to rally. They start selling other stuff. That's not the case here today. They are buying everything. Someone came in here and met. I talked about the 228 level. Well, you just happen to sneak up to a nice round number. That's what we talk about when stocks get into areas of uh, limited resistance. So you hit 330 now, 
and now you're back at 327. I would say you might have a little problems getting back up to that 330. You may have seen the high for the day in Meta. I'd keep an eye on that. Just the fact that we turned a couple red candles. Just as we had talked about SPs going up forever, we are having a little bit of a pullback here. Nothing major, but it uh, looks like Meta. At least you got three red, you got some red candles here. Selling on strength. You had the opportunity right now. You may be selling into a little bit of weakness. You buying this thing off the open? Good luck with that. I'd use 330 as a target. All right, let's go to our tip here. Uh, Craig asking about T Doc. He said he got yeah, in at four earnings on yeah. Tuesday, and this thing had been in range for months. It ripped after good earnings. I wonder who talked about that yesterday. Well, we all did. We all did, Mitch. I mean, we talked about this as a possible catch up trade. Um, it had been lagging. We talked about the laggard trade here. So yeah. it was just a good setup here, Mitch. So good call, Mitch. Yeah, the I mean, big thing for were... me is I, I've been seeing a lot of these volume pops and then pullbacks to it. And a lot of times what that looks like to me is a big buyer stepping in there. And then what am I looking for? If it is a big buyer, I want to see the stock immediately come back for that level and take out that level with big volume. On TDOC, what do you see now? You see double that volume, right? You saw the Triple. jump. Triple, triple that volume right things like that are what i'm looking for to show me that bulls now have control in this stock so. someone get loaded the boat what mitch is alluding to is uh on the 24th that was monday uh you had a flat day five million shares and then actually on a big down day someone's floated the boat uh 11 over 11 million traded and then you got the news yesterday uh, on the earnings, uh, what I would look for for this one is just follow through through the previous day's highs. That's what you want to do. This is a, perhaps the start of a two-day move. Only one daily high in this area at 29.34. It's kind of where you've stalled out a little bit in the pre-market. So keep an eye on that. After that, you got to start to think about the $30 area. Uh, but always when you're open, you know, after a big move and you're opening into the previous day high, you want to make sure you can close, you know, clear that hurdle early. All right, uh, let's keep uh, going. One thing to say on Teladoc is I always talk about you know trains that have left the station and trains. This, this now just rocketed out of here. It's hard <laughs> to control left. the risk now. Yesterday and to the point in the chat when they announced that Microsoft deal, it was kind of the opportunity. So Carmen was talking about it. Like it had, it was up seven or eight percent, and I was like, I wouldn't want to fade this. And you know, Mitch is kind of like Mitch liked it too. I mean, that was a lot different when it was at 24 and a half or 25. It's at 29 now. Where's so, I mean, you're, you're chasing it so much here. So, you could buy at 29 and maybe it's going higher here, but you almost like missed this one. If you didn't buy yesterday morning, you've kind of missed this trade. Yeah, the only way. Uh, not if is... you look at the, Dennis, not if you look at the all time high. We can't look at the all time <laughs> highs. And this, okay, so the great teaching point here, too, Mitch. I'm going to let you finish your point. Go here for a it, second, my friend. But I want to just grab this teaching point here. Yeah. Never look at all time highs and think that's where the stock is going back yeah, to. You've got to stop doing that. People need to not do that because this is what killed them in 2021. It killed everyone because you had rookies in here saying, oh, yeah, well, you know, we can grab any stock. You know, we could even go to Carvana and we could look at that one on the long term chart. And they were 300. They're like 250. Well, it's, I know if you buy the dip, you always win. They buy 200. They buy 150. They buy 100. Well, it's four bucks. So, I mean, you cannot just blindly buy dips on anything. You got to still buy good companies at reasonable valuations. You can't look at Teladoc, and people do this. They'll say, well, this stock was $308. So, if I hold long enough, I know it's going back to $308, and I'm going to make 1,000% on my money. 308 is long gone for Teladoc. I'm going to say on this show, it is very unlikely that Teladoc will ever see $300 again, ever, never, never, very unlikely. But could it see 30? Could it see 35 or 40? Yeah, but don't jump into a stock saying, well, it's a 29. And they do this. I mean, newer traders do this. They're like it used to be 300. If I buy a 29, eventually gonna be 300, I'm gonna make 1,000%. That is just awful, awful analysis. Can't look at where a stock has been. You got to think about where it could potentially go. I mean, let's think about like 35 first. Let's not think about 300. And how do you control the risk? You've got to set yourself up. So now, if we're just setting up this Teladoc trade, TDOC, it's harder to control the risk because at 29, 
you kind of got to hold it all the way down to 22 because that's where your main support is here. Yeah. So now I got seven points of risk as opposed to two points of risk from yesterday, which makes the trade tougher. So you can buy it at 29, but if it goes to 28 or 27, you know, you got a dollar stop, you're getting stopped out, but the trend is, you know, still turning here. So it's harder to control the risk. And that's why I talk about jumping on trains that haven't left the station. Yesterday morning, Teladoc hadn't left the station. Today, it's long gone from the station. Don't jump on moving trains. And, and Mitch, also, what were you going to say? And, uh, oh, I just want to add one thing, Mitch, and then I'll let you go. But but Dennis c- could look at this stock in four or five days. You know, let's say we top out at 29.50, 29.60. Then you have some sellers come in. Then you have three or four days of consolidation. Yeah. And you have three or four lows in the same area. I'm just doing hypothetical here. Let's say the lows are at 27.80. And then you have some tight ranges. Well, then you have something to lean on after the consolidation. You don't have to, uh, you know, lean, you know, all the way down to 22. Let the market give you something, right? You know, mm-hmm. let it give you some consolidation here. So that's uh, that's what we'll look at. Because, like, I don't want people like three or four days if he comes out and there's consolidation, triple bottom in there, he might say, you know what? I, I, you know, if you're going to take a poke at twenty eight fifty, then your risk is no longer twenty uh, twenty two. It's down at twenty seven fifty. But we'll see how the teledoc develops. Mitch, go ahead. I'll let you finish up, and I'll give some final comments. Yeah, no worries. I'd just be looking for pullbacks, maybe closer to twenty seven. Stocks that do this like a big rip. I always look to see if maybe I could get an inside day, and then look to see the following day take out the high. Right, something like that could be a setup. All right, let's keep going. Um, we still got Bristol Myers. We still got three Triple M. Any of those you guys want to touch before we get out of here? It's already 9.01. It's that type of day, guys. We're not going to be able to touch every single earning stock. We're always going to try to cover the most important that we feel uh, you guys need to know. CMG, do you want to do one downer? You know, one downer? Uh, I think we talked about that with McDonald's, so I don't think we got to okay. get into too much of All that. All right. All right, man. Fun show. Uh, wait, wait. Yeah, it's uh, been a fun guide one. The, yeah, guide the ship. Thanks for the tip out there, and uh, we'll be back with you guys later on. I'm gonna have the Super Bowl. Uh, Todd Gordon, Uh-oh. who's been all over this market on at the, the nice. closing print. So join me at three thirty. Everyone, have a good day. That sounds fun. There. Uh, let's get to the action. Of course, we're gonna get to the market. You ready, Dennis? Yeah. Okay, another fun day. I mean, th- th- these are the fun weeks, right? Because we definitely are getting movement here. So we, we're in for like one or two more fun weeks, and then it's going to get very boring. When we get into August, August again is historic. So enjoy because it's going to slow down. Don't buy vol like going in like the August. We're going to have huge moves in August. Count on no moves in August because we'll be getting out of the earnings season. If one thing we can tell from the seasonality, August is historically a very slow month for the market. So just careful with like buying options and saying, I'm buying, you know, those 470 spies and 475 because we're in full bull mode here. You might see that. But to Christian's point, you sometimes don't go out far enough. August is never a good month to be buying options because it slows down. The trading slows down in August. It's one thing. That usually happens. We'll see what happens with certain stocks, of course. Uh, Today, I I don't have a specific area to watch. I've been trying to give you guys a little bit of extra towards the end. What I'll be watching today to see if the energy trade can continue, will solar kind of get hot? This is an area I'm just keeping an eye out for. So stocks like First Solar on my radar for a 200 breakout. Um, And so It reports tonight. Good stock to watch for, right? I'm not going to probably trade it even today. I can see it maybe getting the lift, you know, just ahead of the earnings. But one thing that I'll be watching for is can energy give solar the lift? Uh, Stocks that are on my radar for solar, ENPH, Max N. These seem to be setting up and trying to get going. But really, I want to see oil take lead. XOM, nice hold of uh, 105 yesterday. Really starting to look to see if oil can really start to push towards the upside. XLE looking really good. Look at this nice little kind of bunch formation now. Trying to go a little bit higher. We'll look to see if this can continue to run. I have that one that you have, uh, Dennis. I took PXD. Um, and I'm already up a pretty good amount on it. I Where got is it? it I haven't two, looked at it for a while. I'm still I got it at 217.95. I know you got it lower than I do, but it's at- Yeah, but I took a lot of heat. You didn't take yeah. that heat. Yeah, I waited. I waited a little bit for the, the yeah. break, right? Now it's breaking that trend line. I wouldn't mind it even holds that trend line on pullbacks. That's closer towards like 217. But from here on out, I want to see it start getting the lift back towards the resistance. First target for me around 228, 230s. 
We'll see if we can start really getting this moving. So McDonald's has went red here on those awesome mm, McDonald's. commentary from the call. And you always got to wait for the call. The multiple Ooh. comments here. Um, they're talking about uh, the COVID tailwinds are mm. in the past. They're also talking about the economy. And they're talking about that being weaker as well. And then um, also they were talking about less price hikes. So they know that they were been hiking prices. I talked about that off the bat. So um, there's some issues have, have going forward. So it's a little bit of a conservative commentary from the call, which is why McDonald's has went negative here now on those awesome comps. So McDonald's still struggling up there, that 300. That's not good. Be McDonald's lovers there because the reversal off of those great numbers is never good. Commentary flushing the stock. Yeah, well, they come after other stocks, right? Other major restaurants. I'll be watching for that today to see if that happens, right? Wingstop, do they come after names like this? You know, it's one name that I'd be a little bit careful on is like a Kava, right? Uh, CMG getting hit hard. Kava actually uh, IPO'd way higher than the valuation that was originally given. So stocks like this, I'd be careful with today. We'll see if we do get a turnaround in stocks like Wing. Uh, that has been up at like 200 seems like 200 is acting as resistance now we'll see if it cuts through the 180 support uh let's get back to the markets like always let's do what we do best dennis let's get after the trading game you guys can yeah. keep up with always dennis dick at triple d trader if you guys have any question on the market or maybe a specific move catch your eye give dennis a mention he always sees those and uh, of you can course tweet at me i usually respond i'm pretty good on exactly. the twitter I call it Twitter still. I can't X. I don't know like how you X. So that, that name drives me nuts. <laughs> yeah, so I'm no, going to call yeah. Twitter forever. We'll call Although Twitter I am happy that we have the bird. I am we happy that now bird, pre-market man. preps officially it's our bird now because they always said, oh, the blue bird. And they're like, ah. Dennis, did you see though what they did? It's our bird now. Did you see what they did to keep the trademark? They, uh, I think they kept the trademark by putting the bird inside of the X super zoomed in. Have you oh, seen is that it yet? Really? It's in no. there. I got to go. It's look. actually in there. You have to out. You, inside you, you the to, X. Yeah. You have to put it on like, there? on like Microsoft paint. Um, but there wow. is still the bird there. They kept wow. it there really tiny. And I think that was all about like trademarks. They didn't want, yeah. you know, to our get bird was always completely. different. Our so. bird looked better because it's got the worm in the mouth. I like our it's bird Twitter better. forever, baby. All right. Yeah. That's going to do it for us. It's always good to have you, Dennis. We'll see you Thanks, again bitch. tomorrow, man. Let's get to the markets, of course. We're going to get you guys over to live trading. That's coming up next. And uh, it's been fun. Um, uh, I, I think we did it on live trade. So if you guys want to check that out, come check it out. Uh, we're going to bring you over to live training coming up next. We got, of course, Nick Brown to take a look at the catalyst. So if you guys have news you want to check out. What do you think Nick Brown and I do every single morning? We collect all the news in the stock market and have it ready for you guys right here, of course, on Benzinga. What are we here for? Leveling the playing field, of course. Benzinga, of course. I'll see you guys over on live trading, the number one place to keep growing your trading skills. Let's see what we can do today. Pre-market prep, great show today. Christian Fromhertz from Tribeca Trade Group. We went over... Plenty of the earnings. I mean, Meta, we talked about Royal Caribbean. It's seeming like this bull market cannot be broken. We'll see what happens right now as we start to get a little bit of decline. But, I mean, GDP was looking pretty good here. Let's find out what we get in the market today, guys. Smash the like on your way out.